gonna toast, toast. We gonna toast, toast. TV time. SB, it's your boy, Jordan, here with Jamie. Jamie, how you doing? Doing great, Jordan. Thank you for having uh, me. <laughs> it's always you. It's always yeah, you. Yeah, it is always me. I don't know why I said that. I've always <laughs> wanted to be the guest on, my, on our own <laughs> podcast. I don't know. We're uh, we're dealing with a lot of new software and headsets and things going on here, so we apologize if uh, I'm too loud, Jamie's too quiet. The sound bites don't work the way we intended them to. You might be able to hear the national championship in the background. We're not sure. Um, <laughs> we only just... missed. We only missed one quarter, Jordan. We're great. Did we? Was the whole quarter we missed? Yeah, we did miss the whole quarter. <laughs> yeah, we really did. Uh, Seventeen to seven, Georgia. Right now, it's not looking good for the for the Horn Frogs, but uh, you never know. You never know. It's a long game. Yeah, I mean, I I thought. Uh... Max Duggan looked a little uh, nervous on the first drive. Georgia, the defending champs that they are, did not. So it, it's early. A lot of game left. Over looks good, though. Over looks good. Yeah, I believe you said you had the over, right? I do have the over. TCU plus 13.5 and a little uh, a little parlay. But if the over hits, it covers the rest. So There you go. For That's... Yep. Jamie is a master of hedging, for those of you that don't know. I mean, this man... <laughs> This man will find a way to hedge a bet like you've nobody's business. Like just nobody's <laughs> business. This guy can hedge a bet. I I just try to you know pick my value where I can. Um, Shane, Shane can tell you where. Uh, quick story. I took a Cal plus eleven and a half college basketball game and a Clipper or Milwaukee Bucks money line in a parlay for about even odds. Cal won by twenty two. But the Bucks lost to the Hornets, so sometimes the value isn't always there. You'll have this. By the way, just uh, this is a more for you thing, Jamie. If it looks like I'm not looking at you, I am. It's just the way the uh, where you're located <laughs> on my screen. It looks like I'm not looking at you, but where I'm looking right now is looking at you. Oh, that's so. fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess if I put you at the top too, I'd be looking more better at you then. I have to have it side by side because the recording software we're using, and it's just it's a whole thing. So. Mm. Um, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> before we'll, we get into our ramble, we'll uh, uh, we'll get into our agenda. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for this podcast, we are going to discuss the fantasy championship game between Aaron and Jordan, the Eagles season stats to follow up on the best Eagles I have ever seen, uh, national championship live reactions as we go, and finally we're gonna. Uh, we're going to do the NFL playoff prediction bracket style. Jordan and I are going to make our picks throughout the playoffs. And then just a little uh, fun uh, back-to-back <laughs> times that I got pulled over doing 20-plus over the speed limit but only got warnings in the end. A little, little story for the pod. 
Yeah, you're a lucky man, because uh, I have a follow-up to that story uh, that I, some mm. of the guys in the league already know about, but it's it's mm. related to that. So mm. Teaser, uh, teaser. Yeah, we both got that story, or, or a variation of it anyway. Um, yeah, first up was, I think, the championship round between Aaron mm-hmm. and myself. Uh, well, where to start? A lot to unpack there, obviously, with everything that went on with, with DeMar Hamlin in the Monday night game. Mm. Realistically, that matchup was over before we got to Monday night. Uh, some some misstarts, just well, I I don't even know if I'd call them misstarts. Like, I'm not sitting here expecting Tom Brady to put up 37. Let's just start mm-hmm. there. So you know, I felt like I put the I personally put the best starting lineup out there that I could. Um, the projections going into it were literally dead even 50-50. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't even think you know the books, if you will, knew what to do with the matchup. Um. Yeah. I and, mean, to be fair, Aaron, Aaron missed his projection by 15 points under the mark, too. So I just feel like it was a weird scoring week to begin with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my team underperformed horribly, uh, and his defense stayed hot. So, um, you know, went into Monday night down 70. And he had Matt Milano, and I think Diggs going Monday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I only had Burrow, so I wasn't going to catch him. Um, I, we. Seth put it out in the uh, press release that there was a discussion. Uh, I didn't. I hadn't known that he had a discussion with the members of the third place game as well. But he did uh, reach out to Aaron and I separately. We had a conversation about how to handle it, uh, regardless of what the score was. Just like how we were going to go about it. Um, you know, like I said, I felt pretty confident I wasn't going to make up 70 points. So, yeah. Uh, you know, congrats to Aaron. Great season. Uh, defense was really hot at the right time in the playoffs. Um, we'll see how competitive my unit continues to be in the next couple years because I'm I sold out. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, from my perspective, it just felt like the perfect storm going against you at just the worst time possible. I mean, I'll I'll first give credit to Aaron. Uh, his defensive backs, he played Jalen Petre, Richie Grant, and Grant Delphit in all three uh, playoff games. Uh, Jalen Petre went 15-7-5, 17-5, and 23-5 in points, while Richie Grant, 18, 8.25, 12.75, 15.75, and Delphit went 15.75, 15.25, and 20.75. So each time they pretty much increased their defensive back scoring. And to be getting, uh, just quick math, almost 60 points from your defensive backs in the championship game is insane. I mean, 60 points is over 25% of his total score. So that's, I mean, I. I mean, Aaron's team did get hot at the right moment, but to get those defensive backs and have the consistency, uh, Aaron playing them like that, I mean, that's that's pretty good from him right there. Yeah, let me, uh, on that particular note, discussing Aaron's defensive backs, let me just, in case the rest of the league doesn't know, let me just put, let me just put the league on notice right now. Let me move the mic closer to say this. Defense matters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think I think you're one to even prove it with how great um, Foyesay I butch his name all the time. Foyesay, Foyesay, Aluakun. 
a Luakun. Okay. And I mean Nick Nick Bolden was insane. This I year love Nick too. Bolden. I mean the the he had he put up double digits in literally every single game except for one and that was a Tennessee game where he got four point five. I mean that's I drafted insane. Nick Bolton. He's one of my pride and joy players. I drafted Nick Bolton. I've had him his entire career. Yep. With and the, so far uh, he's been nothing but a stud. Love him. With the tenth pick in the third round in the twenty twenty one rookie draft. Yep. So, so I mean I mean I there's no question about it that when you have a good defense like you and Aaron proved, I mean, as if your offensive guys can get hot, you can put up some serious points. I mean, you you put up 237 in the semifinal game against T.O. with some really good defensive performances. Same with Aaron putting up 293. I mean, he had three players uh, almost get yeah, 30. Yeah, unbelievable performance for Aaron in the semis. Unbelievable. I mean, that Max put up 253 and almost lost by 40. I mean, that alone will never, ever happen again. Jamie just twisting the knife for Max because I know Max is frustrated about that. (laughs) I I mean, I've talked to Max about it, too. I I would be super – I felt bad for him only because, like, if I actually started Waddle or Kittle in the first game, Aaron doesn't play uh, me and just – or Max doesn't play Aaron and just kills me. But at the same token, I actually bettered my draft stock by not playing Max by a couple positions. But it is what it is. It's it's tough. <laughs> You'll have but this. Going going back on your performance real quick. I mean, how how tough was it also to see Mike Evans just ball off after about what a week or so of making the trade for Burrow? Yeah, let's let's make this real clear. If I don't make that trade for Joe Burrow and for some ungodly reason decide to start Tom Brady and Mike Evans, I win a championship. Yeah. Combined, oh, yeah. they put up no, almost 80 points. Yeah. What my, what did Mike Evans put up? Like 45? Yeah. Tom Brady put up like 37. 30 37. Wow, that's 82 right there. I lost by 70 when it, when it was called. Yeah. I mean, that is tough. I could definitely see you making that. I mean, it's it, it's so tough, especially because, like, you made a trade for Joe Burrow, who's in a sense where I felt like that game was going to be a shootout at, at the on- onset of that Bengals-Bills game. Bengals-Bills game. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he wasn't going to score 70. but No, no. But he, he, he could have scored 37. You never know. And so it's really hard to... It's really hard to make that sit start thing there. Yeah, Weird for week. me. That's was, what I'm saying. Weird it, week. It, it was for me like I I was not sitting there, and probably many other fantasy owners were not sitting there expecting Tom Brady to pull a rabbit out of a hat, and and drop 37. It's yeah. just bad luck. That's all it is. Yeah. Uh, but again, props to Aaron. Um, you know, I'm proud of the fact that the fifth and the sixth seed went all the way mm-hmm. um that just shows you that it doesn't really matter what your seed is um and maybe that's the maybe there maybe that right there is a justification for the argument of we need to put we need to consider adding value to the seeds that get the buys somehow some mm-hmm. way i don't know how you do that um yeah. in fantasy what, but what are your immediate thoughts on a four team playoffs 
Yeah, it's interesting. I don't love a four-team playoff, to tell you the truth. I think it should stay at six teams. However, I do support a two-week championship. Mm. Uh, I think if if it were just up to Jordan and it was a sole proprietorship writing the <laughs> writing the rules for our league, I think it would make sense to start the playoffs a week earlier. Um, because you don't really ever want a fantasy championship going into week 18 because yeah. you just never really know who's playing or who's not. Um, and some of that sometimes leaks into week 17, but not usually. So um, if it were up to me, I would like to see the playoffs start a week earlier. Yeah. And have so, a two. I do. I do really like the idea of a two-week championship. I do, especially in dynasty. The the counter to I feel like starting the playoffs one week earlier that Shane made me aware of is the last week in our regular season. This week was some buys for some teams. Like Green Bay had off the the week right before. Interesting. The first round of our playoffs. So if we started playoffs then, it would still be buys for some teams. And and the NFL like purposely did that to spread out more buys. Like the buys used to be more condensed and now they're more spread out. And so that limits Essentially, essentially, you really only do have three weeks of playoff week football. And so how you use that three weeks, I mean, for four teams, I feel like the only viable thing is if you were to make semis and then make a two-week championship game. Like, I feel like for you and Aaron's situation, maybe, maybe that makes it closer given how volatile your teams could be. Um, yeah, I just it, think it's uh, – sorry, go ahead. No, I, I, it's, it's definitely not an easy solution. That's what I was just gonna end with. I think it would be, it would have been an easier sell to the league overall if we didn't just see the fifth and sixth seed go to the championship. Yeah. Oh yeah. I just feel like seeing that that can be done was yeah. a game changer for the rest of the league. Like you don't necessarily have to be what Sleeper says is one of the four best teams throughout the season. Right. I was using air quotes for those of you that can't see <laughs> as I said that out loud. Jamie could see me, but um, uh, so yeah, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting offseason when it comes to that. Yeah, and and to that point, I mean, I feel like if you're um, Kyler Michael right now and you are sitting at the bottom of the uh, standings at, at, at right now just on paper, you wouldn't be in favor of a four-team playoff just because – the fifth and sixth seed, if I can just get there, I have a chance to win it all. I mean, that's – I don't need to be It makes the rebuild already. process longer, definitely. Because yeah. yeah. exactly like you're saying, you got to get all the way to the top four then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that in Max and T.O.'s situation, they had very good regular seasons. And I think in T.O.'s situation, just injuries caught up to him. That's part of fantasy football. And in Max's situation, he just he faced a team that just went off. I mean, it, it really can – fantasy really can go either way in so many directions. Yep. And I, I don't know. I think that is something exciting for the league that a fifth and sixth seed can make it. But maybe on the top end, maybe the, the top teams don't like it. So. I mean, it would – it would probably be one of those things where if a four-team playoff situation passed, it probably wouldn't get implemented immediately. 
No. It would be no. one of those things that would be a season or two removed um, yeah. anyway. So those teams like Kyle and Michael that are about to enter their rebuild window in terms of draft picks, yeah, they, maybe they don't care as much because they think by the time mm. that comes around, they'll be good to go. Mm. Um, someone like me, like if I speak candidly and personally about where my team is at right now, my team is designed to contend next year mm-hmm. and maybe the year after that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, depending on the way my quarterback situation falls. Mm-hmm. That's even a stretch, I think. Yeah, Jamie's more convinced about two years from now for my team than I am, but I'm not. So, uh, why the fuck did Kyle Trask get in the game? Explain me that. Can we just, can we, can we fucking tangent to that? That's, that's I gotta tell you the truth. I didn't even see him get in the game. I just got a notification that he was going in the game. Well, he got, like, he got in the game, but he didn't get, like, they put Blaine Gabbard in before him. It it didn't make any sense to me. Like, Blaine Gabbard is not your future. And I'm not saying that Kyle Trask is. No. But if you're going to put a guy in there just to see what he's got. Right. Maybe maybe you stumble on something. Yeah. It should have just been Kyle Trask right off the right off the yeah. get-go. Like like play play Tom for the half and then just play Kyle for that. I feel like that's an easy transition in the game. He's ready for it. Um Tom can talk him. I mean, I just don't get why would you Gabbert some reps for the playoffs when Tom Brady's the starter? I mean, I just like it doesn't make sense. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. I mean, I the media in Tampa doesn't seem to believe that the Buccaneers feel great about Kyle Trask. Yeah. And he was sort of a project when they drafted him anyway. So, like, he wasn't – his mechanics weren't strong. He had good intangibles, and he's smart with the ball. Mm-hmm. Physically, his body, you know, he can be – he is an NFL quarterback prototypically. He can move a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what they do with him. I think he'll get a shot next year. If Brady's not there. Yeah. Uh, and when I say a shot, I mean like in camp. I don't even know uh-huh. if he's going to make it out of camp. Right. But uh, same thing with Matt Corral, who's on my roster. He had a really mm-hmm. bad injury. Um, I forget what it was, but it was a bad injury that ended his season. He had to get surgery. It, it was the it was an ACL in the their bowl game against Baylor. Was it? I yeah, thought no. I, I thought he had another injury in camp. I got to look at it now. Yeah, I I thought. It's still like he got injured. I mean, I get he. It was about a year ago. I feel like. Hang on. I'm pulling it up. But Matt Crow, yeah, Matt just Crow, Matt Crow. just real quick, going back on Kyle Trask's situation. I feel like the biggest hurdle in front of him is literally Tom Brady. Like, if Tom Brady still wants to play, the box need to. Have yeah, him be the absolutely. quarterback on their team. I mean, yeah, but, it's just that. By the way, it was a Liz Frank injury for Matt Corral that he suffered in camp. Ah, okay. So he had to get wow. that corrected, and, and uh, he was done for the year. Um, now, the nice thing is, every quarterback on that roster except for him doesn't have a contract with the Panthers next year. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what the uh, the Panthers do. I mean, there's so many teams. It's fascinating how the draft is working out with the Bears having the number one pick and how many teams behind the Bears need a quarterback. Like, And, and there's Bryce Young just sitting there like, yep. all right, how, what are the Bears going to get? Yep. So it'll be it'll be fascinating. That was definitely the talk of the town for Yeah, because you have that. to know if you're behind the Texans that if 
the Bears stay there. They're probably comfortable enough with Fields. They're not going to draft Bryce Young. Right. Um, so they might look at somebody like like Will Anderson, a yeah. difference maker. Um, but if but, you're not going to go get the pick from the Bears and you're not the Texans mm-hmm. and you need a quarterback, you mm-hmm. need to understand that the Houston Texans are going to draft Bryce Young. So mm-hmm. you better open up yeah. the proverbial wallet, whatever that is, uh-huh. for the Bears. So they're in a really good spot. It's funny today. I was on Reddit looking at what people thought Bears compensation for that pick would be. And it was like, I saw one, it was like Devontae Adams and the Raiders first rounder. And somebody was like, that's not enough. And I'm like, good God. (laughs) I don't think it is. I mean, you really don't think of 1.0 and the Raiders first pick. No, look at the halls that have been traded up. In the past, look at what the and it just if I put myself as a as a fan, the Eagles what they gave up to go get Carson Wentz. I mean, it was insanity. Now it contributed to them. It contributed to a Super Bowl yield. Yeah, yeah. But was it worth it? Well, I don't know. He doesn't play for them anymore. No, he does not. And they gave him a lot of money, and it. It did not work out long term. No, it didn't. Sure. They got really lucky that they had Jalen Hurts on a rookie deal yeah. to yeah. be able to get out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. <sighs> wow. That is. It is something to think for. I, it is going to be something fascinating to watch. But usually, what. so the interesting thing is, like, usually a team in a situation where they need to trade up like that to get a quarterback, they probably also need a coach. Mm-hmm. And the best coach available right now, is Sean Payton. Yeah. The Saints aren't just going to give him away. So no. Oh, no. Now, now you're talking about God knows how many draft assets to go get Sean Payton uh-huh. and then go get a quarterback after that if you're not the Houston Texans, which I don't think yeah. Sean Payton wants any part of the Houston Texans organization no. No. from the ownership standpoint or anything else. So, I mean, I don't think Sean Payton wants to be a coach in like Carolina or Indy with their owners. David Tepper and Jim Irsay. I don't, I, don't, I don't think they're that much more fun to be around. So, it's yeah. I, I do think that his likely landing spot is Denver. Just think mm-hmm. about it, right? I mean, the 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 Walmart family owning the team now. Mm-hmm. He probably has a lot of confidence in Russell Wilson, or maybe not confidence, but belief in him still. Veteran quarterback mm-hmm. doesn't need to come in and teach him about the league from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Denver just makes the most sense to me. Mm-hmm. Will they be willing to pay the Saints what they want? Yeah. We'll see. By the way, I'm seeing right now 24 to seven on my screen. And Georgia, or and they Georgia just had just a turnover. TCU yeah. just threw a Max Duggan just threw an interception. This is not looking good for the Horn Frogs. I mean, Duggan just he overthrew him there. He did. It's a great catch by the DB though. I mean. I mean, Johnston, number one, is TCU's best wide receiver. And Duggan just missed him. I mean, it, and it takes a lot to miss Johnson. Johnston. <laughs> he's a he's a great wide receiver, and he's been so special for them all year. We uh, I don't know why this just dawned on me, but I have a feeling that we veered way off course of our uh We did. Our agenda. I, was, <laughs> I was I was just about to try to segue to uh Eagle season stats to follow up on the best Eagles that Jordan has ever seen. 
Yeah, so it's, this is a follow-up on a follow-up. I said this to Jamie. I wanted to run through this. Uh, last podcast, you guys heard from us. We reiterated the fact that Jamie had asked me earlier in the season about this Eagles team and who I thought they were relative to other Eagles teams that I've seen in our lifetime. And I immediately responded with, these are the best Eagles I've ever seen. Jamie questioned that a little bit. Not questioned it, but was like, wow, really? That's a big statement for you to be mm-hmm. saying. Better than 2017? I said, absolutely. No doubt about it. Uh, so, I spent some time over the last 24 hours since the season has officially ended. Um, just looking at some Eagles tidbits. Now, uh, I'm going to tell you, Jamie, this is a long list. Mm. So, we're going to be here for a minute discussing okay. this. So, Jamie and I are on a Zoom right now. And I'm going to share my screen with Jamie. And he's going to see what I'm talking about when I say this list is lengthy. Uh, I have this typed in a Slack message to myself Mm. at work. Classy. Uh, Where is my screen share? Here we go. All right, Jamie, here's my Slack at work. This is where the message starts Mm. right here. So I have this broken down in three areas. Team, offense, defense. I'll let you describe what this looks like before I start <laughs> reading it. I'll read it out loud. Don't read it yourself. I just want you to discuss what this of, looks like. A lot of girth. A lot of accomplishments in the regular season for the number one. Oh, sorry. I read second bullet point there for the number right. one seed in the NFC. It's okay. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm going to uh, leave this up so you can mm. see it. Uh, I'm just gonna run through these, and you can pick out ones, make a note of ones you want to discuss further. Um, mm. But the 2022 Eagles. I've been an Eagles fan since the early 2000s, about 20-ish years, maybe a little more than that. Uh, as I said, I've contended these these are the best Eagles I've ever seen. Didn't really have any statistical justification or anything behind that. Um, but I'm going to read these off. And this is my justification for why these are the best Eagles. This is the best Eagles team I have ever personally witnessed. Mm. Obviously, they won the NFC East, number one seed in the NFC. This roster of 53 men has eight Pro Bowl selections, 18 total, including alternatives. Franchise record for sacks recorded in a single season. A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith represent the first 1,000-yard mm. wide receiver duo in franchise history. Mm. The Eagles set a franchise record for total touchdowns scored. They also set the franchise record for rushing touchdowns scored in a single season. They are the number one ranked passing defense in the NFL. They are the number two ranked overall defense in the National Football League. For the first time in franchise history, three different players scored 10 or more touchdowns on their own. Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Miles Sanders... For the first time in NFL history, four players recorded 10 or more sacks in a single season. Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, Javon Hargrave, and Brandon Graham. Jalen Hurts is the first quarterback in the history of the NFL to record 10 or more rushing touchdowns in back-to-back seasons. Eagles defense led the league with the least total yardage allowed in 2022, and off of that led the National Football League in yardage differential between offense and defense. They finished the season third in the turnover ratio. They finished the season second in total offense. 
They ranked third in points four. They also ranked top five in third and fourth down conversion percentage separately. Mm. Uh, just lumped that up into one bullet point. So those were sort of the team areas, st- tidbits, statistics on the season. Mm. We'll move into offense now. Jalen Hurts, this season in 2022, an MVP caliber season uh, in this particular campaign, set career highs in the following categories. Completion percentage, yards, touchdown passes, interception percentage, which stood at 1.3%. The lower the percentage, obviously, is the better. Quick footnote on this. Uh, He threw, I believe, six interceptions it was on the season. Uh, His career low is four in a season. However, in that season where he threw four interceptions, he played four games. (laughs) He played 15 games in 2022, so... I went by the percentage because technically the number was higher, but I'll leave that where it is. Mm. He set, uh, continuing on areas he set a career high in for a single season, uh, yards per attempt, yards per game, quarterback rating, total QBR, and rushing touchdowns. Moving on. A.J. Brown broke Mike Quick's record for the franchise Mm. single season receiving record yesterday on his first Mm. catch of the game. That record has stood since the 1980s, for anyone who's curious. Mm. A.J. Brown also set his personal single-game receiving yards record twice in 2022. He Mm. set his own record, then he broke it again in the same season. Mm. Devontae Smith set a personal single-game receiving yards record at 169 yards. I don't have it on this list, but a footnote about Devontae Smith. He also set the Eagles' single-season receptions record by a wide receiver with 95 Mm. this season. Second on the list overall to Zach Ertz mm. in 2017 when he set the Eagles record at 117 passes caught. Wow. Miles Sanders, what a year he had, a career season for Miles Sanders. He set personal single game and season highs in rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. Mm. Single game record for rushing yards 134, single season career high rushing yards 1226. Single-season high in rushing touchdowns with 11. Jalen Hurts became the first player in franchise history to record 350 or more passing yards, three or more passing touchdowns, and one or more rushing touchdowns in a single game. Mm. Jalen Hurts also broke the Eagles' single-game rushing record for a quarterback, passing (laughs) Randall Cunningham, Michael Vick, and Donovan McNabb, three names that are on the Mount Rushmore of quote-unquote mobile quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. This next one is arguably my favorite one mm-hmm. on the list. Uh, they recorded 363 rushing yards in a single game, the most rushing yards for an Eagles team since 1948. They mm. missed the single game record by 13 yards. And that was during the Packers game, correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Whew. Uh, a couple of these next two are just, you just feel good about these when it comes to offensive line play. Mm. Jason Kelsey broke the record for the most games played for the Eagles by an offensive lineman currently sitting at 175 games. This one is actually pretty well known, believe it or not. Mm. Lane Johnson in 2022 uh, played 15 games, allowed zero sacks. Johnson has not been responsible for a sack since week 11 of the 2020 season and further has Mm. not allowed a hit on the quarterback since week 7 of 2021. Moving on. Defense. (laughs) We're still going. As my justification for the best (laughs) Eagles I've ever seen. 
Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, Javon Hargrave, and Hassan Reddick all set career highs in single season uh, sacks recorded. Graham, Sweat, and Hargrave all had 11. Hassan Reddick had 16. Mm. All of them personal highs for their careers. C.J. Gardner-Johnson tied for the NFL League lead in interceptions at six. Mm. He missed five games. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to leave that where that sits. Darius Slay and James Bradbury combined to allow a total of two touchdowns in 2022. Mm. Prior to the last Sunday of the season, that value was one. And then Darius Slay inexplicably gave up a touchdown to Kenny Galladay mm-hmm. of the New York mm-hmm. Giants mm-hmm. on the last game of the year. So mm-hmm. we'll just ignore don't that. Get, don't get me started there. Uh, from, from AWS Next Gen Stats... Eagles had the lowest combined passer rating for a set of starting quarterbacks in the NFL between Darius Slay and James Bradbury, both of whom rank in the top five in that category. Mm. Now, one more left. And out of everything I said on this list, the last one is my favorite. Anytime, what I'm about to say, anytime you hear the player whose record was broken when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles... I did not know that. Uh, this is insane, Jordan. This, this, this one hits home. This is this insane. one hits home. This is this is a record <laughs> held by an all-time Eagles legend, particularly loved by Dallas Cowboys fans, by the mm-hmm. way. <laughs> after the draft was held in Dallas, special teams, our Lord and Savior, Mr. Jake Elliott, passed David Akers for the most 50 or more yard field goals in franchise history in 2022. Mm. By far my favorite statistic on this lo- on this laundry list, on this rap sheet. So all that being said, <clears throat> now that I need to get a sip of water. Mm-hmm. Jake Elliott, of all people, I did not think he would get to that extent of being good. Whew. Jamie, this is my justification for telling you in week seven mm. or eight, whenever that was. These are, without a doubt, the best Philadelphia Eagles I've ever seen. Real quick, I think it was week five. Whatever it was. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I mean, quick quick reactions when it comes to the Eagles competing in the playoffs. The first thing that stands out, how can you not – I mean, defense wins championships. If the Eagles front four, Hargrave, Reddick, Sweat, Brandon, I, I can't remember the fourth one. Of those. Brandon Graham, Hassan Reddick, Graham. Javon Hargrave. Yep. By the way, not listed on that list, Fletcher Cox, who had seven. Wow. I so mean, it's not like he he you know, he's he's a run stopping mm-hmm. pass rusher ish kind of guy. He he disrupts for the rest of them. Yeah. So it, yeah, I mean, I it's one of those front fours where if they can get going each game. I mean, it'll be easy for the offense to control the game with the running game and just the other weapons. But, I mean, that's, that's insane. I did, there was a couple things that I, I learned. I knew before, but learned even more, so that was awesome to see. Um, I mean, I didn't know I didn't know Devontae, Devonta Smith was that close to 100 receptions. That's incredible for him. Huge. Out of his for second year, I believe. Yep. And so... I mean, I think that even shows you how much better A.J. Brown has been and taking attention to let Smith be that good. I mean, and then I, I, there has to be 
so much credit given to the Eagles offensive line for how well Hertz and Sanders were able to run the ball. I mean, 363 yards rushing in a game is insane. In, in this day and age in the NFL, I mean, if their offense in roughly two weeks' time can get going, I mean, it is extremely hard to stop. Um, I mean, they're so diverse. I mean, the defense is, is really good. I at just in this day and age of the NFL, I'm so impressed with the offense. Obviously, I'm biased with uh, Jalen Hurt watching him. But they're just, they're so effective. I mean, that even that third and fourth down being top five in the league, I mean, that's that's impressive, and you need that for the playoffs. That's wild. Yep. All yep. right, Jordan, you're right. You're right. It is the best Eagles team. Just I a can't foot, argue with that. Another, an additional footnote that I know I sent to Jamie that is probably not as well-known uh, outside of Eagles fans uh, <clears throat> regarding Lane Johnson specifically. Mm. The Eagles, without Lane Johnson, when he doesn't play, they have a record of 12-22. and 22. When Lane Johnson plays, the Eagles are 59-42-1. Mm. That's enough for a trend. Yeah. <laughs> and is he going to be, is he officially out for the Now, here's playoffs? the thing. When it comes to Lane Johnson, they say he's going to play in the playoffs. I got to tell you the honest to God truth, Jamie. I understand this man's a freak of nature. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how. I don't understand how. I don't understand as a right tackle with a right adductor tear, torn, on your kick side as a right mm. tackle, mm. Uh, how, how he's going to be able to play the position. I, I don't know. I don't, mm. I'm not sure. I don't understand. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I appreciate the hell out of the guts Yeah. to say, you know what, we had an unbelievable season, and if I can play, even if it's in pain, I'm mm-hmm. going to play. I respect the hell out of that. But yeah. we'll see. That is extremely tough. Whew. I'll be honest. I don't expect Lane Johnson to finish the game in the divisional round. I'd be surprised yeah. if he did. I mean, I think it's a situation where – I mean, in the game, if you don't need him, he shouldn't be out there, obviously. But absolutely, as as Georgia goes up thirty to seven, I see that in now. The first half. Yep. You hate and to see they, it. They are. This is a machine on offense. Uh, they're just picking TCU apart. They're bigger, faster, stronger. Yeah. This is what are. people thought Michigan was going to do to TCU, and then they just got outhearted. Yeah, I mean. Everyone was talking about how good the Michigan defense was, and TCU was able to score at will, and especially in that third quarter on them. So maybe, maybe TCU can have a second half splurge. But I just hit the Raiders button by accident. I'm sorry, Jamie. I had to. Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> so Jay, so we're using a new software this time, and uh, so I have hotkeys with different recordings on them that, unfortunately, Jamie can't hear live as they happen, but he can hear them on the playback. So uh, one of them is the intro song, which you guys always heard. Uh, this is another one. This is number one bullshit. The old Khabib Namurgnamedov number one bullshit. <laughs> uh, obviously, we got Chris Berman with the Raiders. Raiders! Right, we love that. And then uh, we got Kobe Bryant here on one of them. You're up 2-0. What's the story? Are you not happy or you're only half happy? or Still to be happy about. You're up 2-0. 
Job's not finished. Job finished? I don't think so. Gotta love Kobe. (laughs) Uh, Jalen Hurts quoting basically Kobe Bryant in his post-game interview yesterday. This is all great, Mm -hmm. but the job's not finished. So, Mm -hmm. love to hear it. Anyway, we'll get off the Eagles. Aaron and the rest of them probably uh, tired of hearing about it. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love talking about how great the Eagles are because I just love really good football and love. I mean, it, it, if you end it right now, it is the best quarterbacking, sneaking team of all time. Like that, it is what the numbers don't lie there. So I'm just impressed by the Real Eagles quick, overall. While we're talking about, uh, just happen to be talking about favorite teams. Um, I want to shout out to the Steelers fans out there listening. Uh, mm. Absolutely love the fact that Mike Tomlin got his winning season. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is one of the coolest outstanding records, I think, in the NFL right now. Uh, and I hope he finishes his career with it because I absolutely love Mike Tomlin, just personally. I just think mm-hmm. he's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, quick reaction on that. I I was happy that he did get that just because... I feel like that's something that I like using against some of the people that I know don't like Mike Tomlin for his lack of playoff success since the Steelers won a Super Bowl. I mean, I'm fortunate enough in my lifetime to see the Steelers win two Super Bowls, have a tough one against the Packers, not go their way. But, I mean, for a team to always... Jordan, Jordan, here's my favorite stat about Mike Tomlin. There's only been one game in Mike Tomlin's entire career that he had coached where they had already been eliminated from playoff contention. Wow. That means I every, didn't know that. Every single game at the end of the season, you have a chance. And we already just talked about how the five and six seed in fantasy football can win a championship. It's the same thing in regular football too. You just need to get hot. Defense plays well. Things go your way. So if you're always in contention for playoffs, how could you want a change at the head coach? I mean, are there Steelers the fans clamoring for that? Oh yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, it's a Hall of Fame head coach. It's no, blasphemy. No. It's it's horrendous. I mean, yeah, yeah, he does make some stupid decisions. Yeah, he may have did a fake field goal with Chris Boswell in a game where he didn't have a backup kicker. Yeah, maybe he does some of the shit like that. Maybe they lose in playoff games where they're favored by. But, I mean, it's it's hard to... The grass is not always greener on the Absolutely. Side. Absolutely. No. Oh, to that point, let's go see what Khabib has to say about Mike Tomlin getting fired. This is number one bullshit. That's what he said. He said it's number one bullshit. I don't know what else to say other than that. So, by the way, Georgia awesome. just had another interception. Yeah. I, oh, on it is it is coming on, undone here. On third and eighteen. Oh my. Oh boy. It's coming undone here for Max Duggan. Oh, that is that is not good. Uh, we're way off topic. So we're forty three minutes in. I don't even know if we're halfway done. So. <laughs> well, we'll 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 go through um, the playoff bracket. I'm gonna pull it up on my screen. And is then, this like, uh, can I go on ESPN to do this? Like the playoff scenario thing? Uh, I didn't see that, but I did I did find like a Washington Post thing for it that I can't see anymore. But if you can find something, I guess we should have done that before. That's all right. We'll, we'll figure it out. 
NFL playoff bracket. Let's see what we got. CBS NFL. I've got one in front of me. It's a, it's a static picture, so. Mm -hmm. That Yeah, that's what I was going to just it's, use. It's good that, enough. Yeah. And do you have yours AFC on the left side or NFC on the right side? I have AFC on the left. Okay. Well, you can you can go uh, from there. All right, I'll uh, I'll go first as Georgia scores again. Mm. I mean, it is thirty-eight to seven here, about to mm. be for mm. uh, TCU and Georgia. Yikes. Uh, anyway, that being said, two thousand twenty-three NFL playoffs. I'm going to start with the AFC. Uh, first matchup on my on my little diagram here is Chargers Jags, an mm. interesting one. Mm -hmm. Um, starting at the quarterback position, because was Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert the same draft class? No, they're they a year off. apart. Yeah, Herbert, okay. Herbert, Burrow, and two are all the same class. Okay, and then Lawrence. Wilson, um, uh, Trey Lance, they're all that class. Something about this matchup, I just like the Jaguars. Really? Yep. I try, wow. I'm trying really hard to put the Doug Peterson, I don't even want to call it bias because it's not biased, mm -hmm. but I, I like Doug. I, I, like, I love Doug Peterson. As an mm -hmm. Eagles fan, any talk to any Eagles fan, we love Doug. A lot of Eagles fans feel he was wrongfully fired. I'm one of them. But I just think Doug, with a great young aspiring quarterback like Trevor Lawrence, who clearly has the physical abilities to get the job done, mm. who just needed a coach that could put him in a position to succeed. He's got ETN with him, some playmakers. Um, Alua Kuhn is the NFL league leader in tackles, which is not necessarily a game-breaking thing, but you know he's all, he's always around the football. The defense plays well. I just something about the Chargers. I just don't trust them. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's it I mean, for me. I, I think I don't know. <clears throat> I, I'm leaning towards the Jaguars too. The game is in Jacksonville since the Jags won their division. Uh, I just feel like they always play much better there. Their defense seems to play plays better there. Creates turnovers. I mean, the the last time they played Tennessee before this was Dallas, and in both the Dallas and Tennessee game. They created a turnover for a touchdown. So I, I think the defense is playing inspiring football there. I mean, I with you, I feel like it's the same way. I can't trust the chart. I mean, good for Justin Herbert in his first game, but I still have question marks about the Chargers defense. I I mean, can the Chargers run with Eckler that well? So I'm going to lean Jacksonville as well. Yep. So that would... So that would be the four seed advancing. We'll circle back to the second round matchups uh, mm -hmm. as as we go through. The next game I have is the Ravens and the Bengals. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't really know how much how else to put this other than how I'm going to put it. The Bengals are going to win this game. <laughs> That's it. That's just it. I don't have anything else to say. It's it's funny. I'm I'm not that far removed. I mean. I, I think the Bengals are the better team. There were some things. Uh, these two teams just played this past Sunday. They played. The Ravens won the first game 16-14 to in Baltimore. I understand this game is in Cincy. 
the jungle gets wild in the playoffs. I definitely lean Cincinnati, and I am picking them, but I might take Baltimore to cover the spread. I know that the quarterback situation for the Ravens is disaster. Maybe Lamar plays. I'm not rolling him out. If Lamar plays, this is a completely different game. I think we both can agree on that. It's a but closer it, game, but the Bengals yeah. are going to win this game. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I I do think I do have the Bengals advancing, but maybe a little nibble on the uh, Ravens spread. There you go. You guys heard it here. You're looking for gambling den be- <laughs> gambling den bets. Right there it is. Right there. Ravens on the spread. Um, next one up: Dolphins Bills. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are going to win this game too. Yeah, oh. it's just double digits. Nothing else needs to be said. So yeah. um, that would be the Bills, the two-seed advancing, the Bengals, the three-seed advancing, and the Jags, the four-seed. So that would send Jacksonville to Kansas City mm-hmm. in the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, Kansas City, Jacksonville. I'm saying Kansas City wins that game by at least 13 points. Mm-hmm. Just Pat Mahomes probably going to win the league MVP. The Chiefs are just the juggernaut that they are. I think that the that the Jaguars will perform better than people would expect them to, but at the end of the day, uh, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean it's it's funny thus far. Every single playoff matchup is actually a rematch of a regular season, and this Jags, um, if the AFC goes chalk through the first round, Kansas City versus Jacksonville, Buffalo, Cincinnati is also another rematch from the regular season. So I definitely think that um, Kansas City wins. I'll probably stand by the double digits as well just because, I mean, Kansas City looks like their offense is just fun. You saw that, like, run around the merry-go-round play that the Chiefs ran. Yeah, like, what are we doing? Like, they're not – they're bored on offense. Are they not? Like, <laughs> I, listen, I don't know what the hell Andy's doing out there. So, whatever. He just got them boys winning. That's all he's going yeah. on out there. Yeah. So, Chiefs winning this. They'll probably go a little bit merry-go-round as well. Um, and on to the Cincinnati-Buffalo game, Jordan. Yeah, this one is obviously interesting. Yeah. Cincinnati-Buffalo, a, re- a rematch, if you will, if you even want to call in it Buffalo. that. Uh, in Buffalo this time. DeMar Hamlin was discharged today. Mm-hmm. He went home to Buffalo today. Mm-hmm. I have to imagine I'm, that if this unfolds the way we're thinking this be is going to games. unfold, he's going to be at that game. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Um, all the more inspiration for the Buffalo Bills. Oh, yeah. And and in fairness, probably to the Bengals as well. Probably more so for the Bills, but probably yeah. the Bengals as well. I mean, that was a traumatic experience for both football teams. Right. Uh, obviously, maybe the Bills a little more so because they're they're friends with Demar Hamlin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're they're in the office with him every day. But man, that's going to be a hell of a football game if that's the way it rolls out. Uh, it's tough. It's yeah, tough for I me. I I have the Bills by like two or three. I think. What the only thing that concerns me about the Bills is how Mac Jones had three touchdown drives yesterday against um, the Bills defense, where he didn't 
have an incompletion on any of the three drives. Now, he went 19 for 19. And there's just something, maybe, I'm hoping that it, it's kind of just like the defense, DeMar was still on their mind. Like, mentally, I, I don't, I think there's still something off there. And we'll see about the Dolphins game. And maybe they'll play much more inspiring. But that's the only reason that I have doubt in the Bills at home there. But I do like the Bills still to win against Cincinnati. I think I have to pick the Bills, too. Yeah. Uh, I. But it's going to be close. I think it could be one of those playoff games that comes down to who has the football last. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Might be. It might end up in overtime, honestly. Yeah. Uh, it might be a 31-31 game in overtime. Mm. Hmm. It could be a 34-31 final. could be a 37-34 final. I'm not sure. I think it's going to be high scoring. Yeah, yeah, two yeah. great, great offenses. Um, I understand these are NFL defenses, but I mean we're talking about great offensive play on both sides at every facet. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm with you. I'm going to go Buffalo. Uh, so that's going to put us at a Kansas City Buffalo AFC Championship, which would be at a neutral site, according to the NFL. Would it? Because the Bills are involved. Yeah, it's only going to be a neutral site game between Kansas City and Buffalo if they both meet in the AFC Championship game. No other scenario would it be a neutral site. Oh, that makes sense team. because the, that, the DeMar Hamlin game affected the, num- the, the seeding. So that right. makes sense. That is interesting. That is interesting. Makes me wonder where they would have it. Uh-huh. Um, probably some sort of dome, I would expect. Yeah, I, I was thinking Detroit. Halfway between both teams, big stadium, dome, NFL's going to get their points, going to get w- the ratings. I was going to say Minnesota along the same lines. Oh, uh, uh-huh. But Minnesota's in the playoffs, so. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> that, you know, logistically. Maybe maybe Indy. Maybe Indy. Somewhere, somewhere just where I feel like it's a good place for both teams to travel, fans. Big stadium inside. Yeah. Man, Chiefs-Bills, AFC title game neutral site. Um, I'll tell you right now, I'm leaning towards the Chiefs only because I just think Mahomes and the offense is playing that well right now. And the defense is, is doing pretty well, I think, itself. Like, even, even my boy... Um, Oh, I'm blanking on his name. Purdue at George Karloftis is getting involved on the defensive line. Leo Chanel, a rookie this year as well, he's being impactful. I mean, their defense looks like it's actually getting better at the mm-hmm. right moment to play. And I think their offense is, is better than the Bills right now. Too. I am sitting here spinning my wheels on so many different scenarios of it's so tough of logic because I just because of when we get to talk about the NFC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As a, as a, uh, you know, not not uh-huh. to give a spoiler there, but. Um, if In case you missed the 10-minute uh, Eagles best season thing, Jordan will have the Eagles advancing far into the playoffs. I just have this weird feeling like the Chiefs are the right answer, but my my heart is telling me Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It really that, is. I, I think that's, that's going to be a game when the lines come out, the favorite is minus one. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, it's going to be super close. Um, I think either team is plenty capable of winning the game. Yeah. I'm going to pick Buffalo. Mm. Okay. I think if the game was being played in Kansas City, I would pick yeah. Kansas City. Yeah, I, um, I feel the same if the game was being played in Buffalo, so yeah. But the neutral site is is a weird variable. Um, I tend to believe that the Bills are one of, if not the best, traveling fan base in the NFL. Oh yeah, I put them. I put them top two, only behind the uh, Steelers, and I'm biased. Packers uh, three. Yeah, so I I think I'm gonna go Buffalo representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. That's fair. And for those that you guys did catch it when Jordan said, yeah, like that, that means he doesn't agree with me, but he still wants to let the conversation <laughs> go. That's, that's a discussion for a different pod. Well, different pod. I mean, listen. No, 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 no we, can, we can go to a different pod. No, no, no. You can I'll, say no, what you want No, we're not going to go down bird. a tangent. We're not going down a tangent. Yeah. The t- say, say there's not much three. of a disagreement there between those two teams. Either one, I mean... We're talking so, about minus one. We're giving them. I, I no, I meant, I meant, I meant, um, top traveling fans. Oh, 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 oh. That's where I meant the the. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I thought you. I thought you meant them. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. All right. Let's just go to the <laughs> NFC because we're just gonna confuse. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go to the NFC. All um, right. Top top match. So I have the the Cowboys, Bucks, Giants, Vikings, yeah. Seahawks, 49ers. Yep. Is that what you're looking yep. at? Okay. Want to make sure we got it the same. So we'll start at the top. Cowboys, mm. Bucks. This mm. is real easy for me. This has in Tampa. In this, Tampa. This has nothing to do with uh, any type of situation or way that I feel about the Dallas Cowboys and the Cowboys cowboying. Okay, as they do. If you need a reference of what I mean by Cowboys cowboying, look at the game they just played against the Washington Commanders. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm gonna say. Mm. Here's what I'm basing the pick off of: Tom Brady, in 20 years of being in the National Football League has never lost to the Dallas Cowboys. Zero times Tom Brady has lost to the Dallas Cowboys in his career. That's wild. I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I'm I'm also taking the Bucs. Uh I just I I don't know what kind of happened to them in that the Tennessee game was funky. Like Dak didn't look that great. He threw some interceptions. I mean, that's been I feel like Dak's bugaboo this year. He's, I feel like he's had a decent, almost great season without the turnovers. But those interceptions and turnovers in the playoffs are magnified. And if you do it against a team like Tom Brady at home, you're on the road, too. It just, I, it's, it's tough. I just don't think the Cowboys, similar to what you said, are playing their best football. And I don't know, the Bucks uh, since that Panthers game... I mean, they won that first half yesterday against the Falcons, 17-10. They looked good. Technically, they got the ball first. They scored a touchdown on their opening drive. but And that game was on the road. I mean, they look good against the Panthers. And the Panthers are playing decent football, too. So, for me, for Dallas, it started in a Jacksonville game. Yeah. That was what it was. But they played so well against the Eagles the following week. Yeah, but consider consider what you just said. I'm not saying this in defense of the Eagles. Yeah. Right? But it took four turnovers and a backup quarterback yeah. for Dallas to beat the Eagles by what they beat them by. Yeah. That's I mean, that game should not have even is. been close. 
Yeah. That game that should game not have been close. Too for Dallas. That game well, should have been nowhere near close. Uh-huh. Defense did give up some. Yeah, I mean, like, the defense isn't playing that well. Like, they had their starters in yesterday, and Sam Howell kind of tore them apart. Aaron's going to hate this part of the podcast. Aaron, sorry, Aaron's Aaron. Allowed, Aaron's allowed to hate <laughs> this part of the po- podcast. Aaron's allowed to support Dallas. But, I mean, maybe if the turning point is Justin Steele, their offensive tackle going down, maybe that's hurt their offense more ways. I, I, I really don't know exactly. I mean, their defense hasn't looked as threatening in my mind. And I feel like that's why it's the perfect spot. Because Tampa's offense hasn't gotten it going that well throughout the season. They kind of got it going now. They're playing not the best of defenses going into it at home. It just feels like the perfect storm, perfect recipe, right? Yep. I mean. I, I agree. I agree. The line, and by the way, uh, I just want to say this real quick because I don't want Aaron being like, oh, they just ripped the Cowboys for 10 minutes. C.D. Lamb is playing out of his mind right now. Oh, I yeah. don't think there's anybody that can cover this guy right now. So... No. I'll put that out there. I'll give him that 100%. But unfortunately, it's not a one-man show when you get to the dance in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, I also think Tony Pollard is playing insane football right now, too. Um, and That man will deserve to get paid at the offseason. I, I just think playoff games, kind of, there's so much around the quarterback play. And I, I, just, I just don't think Dak has it for this game. That's just... I mean, All right, long story short, we picked Tampa. Well, yeah, we picked Tampa. <laughs> In the interest of time, we got to move on to the next matchup. Real quick, Jordan, going back on that game, three-point favorite, Tampa. Dallas is a three-point favorite. Wow. Small, small line. That'll be interesting to watch. It'll be interesting to watch. Uh, the middle matchup on the screen, the New York Giants and the Minnesota Vikings. Uh... Because I don't want to pick chalk for the entire mm. first round of the NFL playoffs, mm. Mm. I really want to pick New York because I think that they're getting they're one of those teams, like you said, that are getting hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, this comes down to playmakers mm. and who has that dog in them to make one more play for their mm. team. And for whatever reason... For some ungodly reason, in the most random moments, Kirk Cousins just has this weird ability. I talked about pulling a, a, a rabbit out of a hat. He just has this weird ability to do that, and he's throwing the football to the best wide receiver that we've seen since Randy Moss. Mm. Um, so I don't want to pick the Minnesota Vikings, but I'm going to in this mm. matchup. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Giants just to be fun, not to pick chalk in the entire first round. Totally fair. Totally I, fair. The only, and the reason I have for it, the Giants played the Vikings super close a few weeks ago. Uh, Joseph made a fifty yard whatever field goal it was, long field goal to win it at the end of the game. I feel like the Giants pass rush, especially Thibodeau, has been playing much better. And I, I think they kind of get the Cousins, and I think they can control the game with Saquon and what they can do on offense. 
I mean, it's going to be close. I mean, I really lean towards the Vikings. I'm just going to pick the Giants just for fun. Totally fair. Totally fair. That leaves us with the last matchup. The Seahawks and the 49ers. And this is where I lose everybody. I'm picking the Seahawks. What? What? What do you mean? I'm picking the Seattle Seahawks. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Look at my face. Do I I look like I'm fucking with you? I, I... Now, now, now that I turn to your screen, it does not look like you're fucking with me. No, the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> any, any reason? Any reason you're Sorry. picking? Uh, you're, you're losing. Uh, the super, my Super Bowl champion is losing in the first round. Max, Max is uh, messaging right now, because uh, he's wondering if I wanted him to get on here. Just when, mm. when we go back, when this goes back and gets played, uh, Max, I need you to know, I don't know if I can have more than one guest at a time. Uh, in here, so for now it's just me and Jamie, and we'll consider a guest in a future pod. That's for mm. Max. Mm. Back to the love Seahawks you, and the 49ers. Yeah, love you, Max. Um, first of all, I can't pick chalk, so there's that. It's a divisional <laughs> game, right? It's a divisional game. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a close game. Uh, this is also a rematch, right? You said this is the every yeah, first I mean, round game. All is divisional a games are. The third time they've been played. Right. Uh, so correct me if I'm wrong, but San Francisco beat Seattle twice, yeah? They did. And how many times has a team beaten a team three times in a season in the NFL? It's probably a lot. Look it up. <laughs> I want you to look it up. Live. How many times has an NFL team another team three times in one season. Well, uh, if the when the 49ers played the Rams last year, oh boy, click. No, I can't see. What did it say? This is very intense. I'm putting Jamie 20, on the spot. Tw- 23 occasions. Since the 1970 AFL merger last year, uh, that a team has played each other each time. 14, the sweeping team is 14 and 9. So more often than not, the team that has won the first two games will win the third game as well. What is that as a winning percentage? 14 out of 9 is 14 over 23. That's like 58. No, that's more than that. It's two-thirds. It's 60-something. It's 61. 61% of thirds. Okay, so six times out of ten that happens. They're not great odds. I mean... I just don't think that it is... I don't think in the modern NFL that a team (laughs) is going to allow themselves to get beat three times in a season. I don't. That's what I'm going off of. I don't... All right. The 49ers are double-digit favorites and will probably cover, but okay. This is one of the, yeah. This Mo- is one of those Mo- moments where we disagree. <laughs> moving on, moving on. You have Philly against Seattle, since Seattle is the lowest seed and has to play. Philly gets the lowest seed. Yep, that's right. So this is going to be a <laughs> shocking result right here. Uh, and I'm not. I'm really not doing this so that the Eagles get like the soft matchup because mm-hmm. how I really think it's going to unfold, honestly, is I do think the Giants are going to beat Minnesota. Like, mm-hmm. really? 
uh, even though I picked Minnesota to win. Mm. I do think the Giants will beat Minnesota, in which case uh, that would send the Giants to Philadelphia in the second round. I think that's going to be the second round matchup, but we're going to go off my picks. So it'll be the Eagles and Seattle. Uh, Eagles going to win that game. If it's the Eagles and the Seattle Seahawks, the Eagles are going to win that game. That's just that's it. Yeah, for uh, for me, I have the Giants playing the Eagles for the third time this season. Like we, like Jordan proved in the first round, super hard to beat a team three times in a season. This is the National Oh, my God. Max and Shane are going to love this. win in Philadelphia. Giants on to the NFC Championship game. Oh, my God. The rest of the league is going to love that one. That's going to be their favorite part of the podcast. I'm calling it now. That is they legendary get stuff. Though. They got to get to it. Though. That's legendary stuff. Yeah, where are we at here? We're deep. We're, <laughs> we're 68 minutes into this bad boy, and everybody's Hold favorite on. part just Hold happened. Hold on, everyone. Hold on. We still got cop stories after this. Yeah, yeah, we sure do. So that's funny, actually. That is. Re- I, di- I didn't even realize what I was walking into there. That's really funny. All right, so, uh, so no, I'm thinking. No, no, no. Real quick. No, I'm changing my pick because I want my picks all to be uh, correct. Eagles will beat the Giants. In that, in my okay. Pick. All right. Okay. So the <laughs> Eagles are going to beat the Giants for the third time in 2022. That's where we're going with this. That's right. Okay. That's right. Um, for so your picks, you have Tampa. Eagles, Eagles in the NFC Championship, regardless yep. of who they're playing. Uh, so then it would be what? What? Tampa and Minnesota that I would have picked. Tampa at Minnesota. Yep. Yep. Um, Tampa, Minnesota. This is tough. Hmm. We're gonna have a rematch of the 2017 NFC Championship in South Philadelphia. It's gonna be the Philadelphia wow. Eagles and the Minnesota Vikings. Wow. Hmm. All righty. For my for mine, real quick, uh, 49ers are gonna beat the Buccaneers. Too much. Their defense is too good for Tom Brady's offense right now. Yeah. To, if that's the matchup, Tom Brady's gonna get sacked. Yeah. An inexplicable amount of times. Yeah, I mean, the defensive line right now for the 49ers is, well, I'd say better than the Eagles. It's close, but it, it's really good right now. Yeah, so uh, fun fun little statistic for you here, Jamie. I said the Eagles finished the season in number two in overall defense. Mm. They finished mm-hmm. second to San Francisco by 15 yards. Uh-huh. Probably, literally probably because of the last... Uh, game where the 49ers absolutely killed yeah the Cardinals. so very close is my i'm crediting you with that that that's you're i think you're right mm-hmm. um, it's close it's super close so nfc championship will make my pick we had what well, we had i had buffalo going on the afc side i'm gonna send the eagles to the super bowl mm-hmm. uh so for me it's going to be a bills eagles super bowl which uh on social media that's a popular one <laughs> The, the, a lot of the memes are just like, I don't think the universe can handle <laughs> the, the, the Bills and the Eagles fan bases <laughs> playing each other, let alone for a championship yeah, on top of I it. I don't think they can, especially in like a – where is the Super Bowl this year? Oh, Arizona. Arizona. It's a oh, West yeah. Coast swing for both teams. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a vacation. That's a time to get uh, – have some fun for sure. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think I don't think the universe can handle that, but it might have to. 
<laughs> Look out. I... Get your passports <laughs> ready. If that's... <laughs> Are you going to get extradited to yeah, Mexico? We might. We might. <laughs> we might. We might end up in a war. So get your passports <laughs> ready. For my Super Bowl, I have a rematch of the 49ers and Chiefs where the 49ers are going to get revenge on the Chiefs and win the Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah, that, either matchup would be a hell of a game. Even oh, Eagles-Chiefs. Yeah. This is what I was saying earlier about the storylines for both teams. Yeah. Like Bills-Eagles, uh, two fan bases, blah, blah, blah. Imagine Eagles-Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid versus the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Oh, it'd be crazy. I mean, Who would have imagined I re- that? I really think that any – as I, I really hope we just get those two – NFC championship games because I think they're clearly the two best teams on each conference. Yeah, and teams that are playing their best football—you could argue the Eagles are playing the worst football out of those four teams, only because Hertz has been hurt recently. But if these two—if this the warm-up game, whatever the Eagles get, is a good one, I feel like that offense can get right back into sync going into the conference championship game. That would be at home too, so. I, I just really hope, from a, a fan perspective, we get those two. Because literally any matchup in the Super Bowl is gonna be is gonna be great. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, I didn't pick a Super Bowl winner between the Bills and the Eagles, but uh, I don't know if I need to. You don't need to. But <laughs> but uh, I guess I'll I'll manifest it. Uh huh. Um. I do think the Vince Lombardi Trophy makes a return to South Philadelphia in 2022. Mm. Mm. Wow. I think I'm in for another parade here in about a month or so. Wow. Grease the poles. <laughs> Grease those. I got to say. Or, 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 they have modernized now, Jamie. They get lube from porn companies that they lube the poles with. Oh, my God. We're, well, we've I moved guess. on from Crisco. Now we're using wow. porn lube. I got it. I mean, only Philly. It's always sunny yeah. in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, sure, uh, sure is. Sure is only Philadelphia. Uh. <laughs> so, anyways, NFL playoff predictions. Jamie uh, has the Chiefs and the Niners. He's got the Niners winning it all. I got the Eagles and the Bills in a roundabout way to get there on the NFC mm. side. Mm. Uh, and I got the Eagles winning it. So, we'll see. We'll see what the picks look like as the playoffs play out. Uh, that being said, we're way over our allotted time here, so we are uh, we're gonna do our cop story for Jamie, and then we're gonna get the heck out of town. So, all right, I'll I'll make it pretty quick on my end. So for Max's wedding, actually, I flew into BWI, driving back with the rental car uh, from BWI to Lancaster on I-83 outside of York. I'm going 80 miles per hour. I see 55 speed limit flash up, and I'm like. Nah, I'm good. And I keep <laughs> flying. I eventually get pulled over, and the guy asked me how fast I was. I thought I was going. I was like, well, I thought I was going like 75. And, and Madison, meanwhile, is saying, why the fuck did you tell him how fast you were actually going? And I was like, I didn't want to lie. And so 20 miles per hour there, he he gave me a warning. I really don't know how I got out of that one, given it was it was a state trooper too, so in which uh, state? In Pennsylvania, outside yeah, of York. Yeah, you're you're a lucky man. Yeah, I I think he felt bad for me, maybe, or I don't know, but 
I got out of that one. Were you in a rental? Just... I was in a rental. I was. Mm. Maybe that. You think Honestly, he might not have wanted to do the paperwork on a fucking rental. That's that's maybe what I thought because similarly, also in a rental car this past weekend, I was going 100 miles per hour on Jackrabbit Lane in Belgrade, Montana. That doesn't uh, sound like a road that supports 100 miles an hour, Jamie. No, no, no. Any it, road that ends in lane, it, you should not be going that fast. <laughs> it is It is funny because, like, it is ironic. Jackrabbit Lane is actually a, a two-lane, two lanes per side of the road. It is a bigger road, and it is called Jackrabbit Lane. doesn't make any sense, but that's Montana. A lot of it doesn't make any sense. But nonetheless, the speed limit at the time was... 45 in, in my opinion christ and i was i was absolutely... did you just say in my opinion no no, no 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 it was it was okay in the officer's opinion it was 35. oh okay okay i don't know where you got 35 but i saw a 45 mile per hour speed limit officer told me it was 35 so officer pulls me over he goes how fast did you think you were going i was like 55 which I might have been going 55 when he saw me breaking, and I did break before the police officer. I got real lucky. Literally, I saw him when I was just going 65, and I really broke it. So he maybe got me at 55, but I was on the way down at that point. But nonetheless, I, I say I'm 55. He's like, no, you were going. It was That was a 35-mile speed limit. I was like, oh, I thought it was 55. And he's like, no, no. And so he lets me off with a warning there. And I had Madison and my rest of my family in the car, and they were not too happy. That's for sure. <laughs> Jamie, you realize if you would have... I'm, yeah. I'm going to say... I'm going to go so far as to say been charged with 20 miles uh -huh. an hour over the speed limit in Pennsylvania, and then two months later... Like, they can see that. Yeah, they could. <laughs> they could. You're not wrong. That wouldn't have been good. That's not good. That's it wouldn't have been good, good there. Not not good. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stop fucking speeding. Yeah, that that one was really bad. I'm I'm not I'm not too proud of that now, one. Now when I say speeding, I don't mean stop going fifteen miles an hour over the speed limit like everybody else does. <laughs> I mean stop going hundred miles an hour in a fifty five. Jesus Christ. That one, that was bad. That That's was all bad. he says. Is that was bad. It okay. was. I mean, what? What else? What do you want me to say? I, I, I was talking enough. I want your reaction alone. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jamie, that's think... fast enough to do like Shannon, like old Shannon Sharp say, old Unk say. <laughs> all right. Unk talks on Undisputed a lot about about football players that got the band playing. All right. Mm -hmm. 100 miles an hour, you're going fast enough, you wreck that car, you got the band playing for your life. Uh -huh. mm, it's over. Mm, mm. <laughs> that is a jackrabbit lane nonetheless. Yeah, you're... It's safe to say, man. We're not talking about your Norris Jenkins. <laughs> no, we're not talking about... Not, not jackrabbit Jenkins. No, we are not. No. Oh, no. man. Now, I'm going to put a bow on this story, and then we're going to get the hell out of here because we're going on 80 minutes. <laughs> um, We try to stay under an hour. We're 20 minutes over. <laughs> But yeah. uh, similar story about us uh, uh, 20 miles an hour over the speed limit. So I was on a trip a couple of years ago. Uh, 
with some of the guys in our league. We had our significant others with us. My girlfriend at the time was in the car with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a red two-door sports car that I, I weekend drive. I only drive it a couple times a month, if that. Um, that's what I decided to take to Virginia Beach. For the record, don't ever, under any circumstance, any of the rest of you listening to this or anyone that might stumble upon it, get caught speeding in the motherfucking state of Virginia. Uh, I was on a federal highway. Speed limit was 65 miles an hour. I got off the federal highway to a state Mm -hmm. highway where the speed limit was 45 miles an hour. And I got caught doing 67 in a 45. Folks, that is not speeding. Mm. On a highway. And we're not talking about a small highway where it's like one lane each way. Like this is a three-lane state highway on each each direction. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got pulled over by a local official, local cop. Uh, cited me for being 22 miles an hour over the speed limit, which in the state of Virginia carries a reckless driving charge. Uh, so the fine for that is $2,500 and up to a year in jail. So Jamie's draw just dropped open. So uh, I spent $2,500 on that vacation extra before we even got to the vacation. We weren't even oh there my. yet. My oh girlfriend my. at the time was in the passenger seat on a work call. She works for Ernst & Young. So that was entertaining for her work call. Not really. I did not have a fun time the rest of the car ride after that. Mm, mm. Uh, I got a nice, as Nick Saban likes to call it, an ass chewing the rest of the way. Uh, uh, when, he, uh, when he was yelling at Lane Kiffin a few years ago, now that's not coaching. That's called an ass chewing. Mm, and uh, mm-hmm. that's what I got the rest of the way. Uh. And uh, long story short, had to get a lawyer, had to get a lawyer to hell up, had to go to court over it, got the fine reduced to like $250 or something like that. Had to do a driving course that says I know how to drive like a grandmother. Uh, <laughs> online. Just like bullshit. Mm-hmm. Had to send it to the lawyer. Whole mess. Ended up costing me 1800 bucks till it was all said and done. <laughs> Just to keep myself out of jail and to pay the mm-hmm. lawyer and a fine and the whole thing. So. <laughs> fuck that. Fuck that indeed. Don't speed, <laughs> folks. Yeah, Keep moral you. of the story. <laughs> <laughs> pay attention to the motherfucking speed limit. Especially in Virginia. Shout out Greg Malkowski. I, I, oh, I Jesus Christ. We're not even That's, going down that yeah, right. <laughs> All we needed, All you all need to know about Greg Malkowski is he had himself an experience in the state of Virginia when it comes to the law and then ended up with one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. in Seattle. Somehow, shout some out, way. Shout out Hannah. Yeah, shout out Hannah. She is great. Met her at Jamie's wedding. Uh, Greg is... A lucky man. He knows it, though. He oh, knows yeah. he's lucky. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's just Greg in a nutshell. He gets lucky. He gets unlucky. It just it flips far. <laughs> that's all it does. <laughs> um, no, I'm happy for them, though. They're very yeah. happy. I, I follow them on social media, more so her than him. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I love them together. They're great. So, mm. anyways, well, on that note, we'll wrap it up. We're going on 83 minutes, Jamie. It's great to see you. Great to talk with you, as always. Um great podcast tonight looking forward to, to doing more we'll probably won't do one until the draft um that'll probably be the next event maybe we'll check in after the super bowl and just see how the picks worked out and stuff um yeah. before we get into uh, the owners meetings and things like that so a pre a pre-draft uh pod would be dope yep yep agreed maybe we again something maybe with the owners meeting we'll do something with seth and max we'll mm. figure that out but uh mm. Yeah, we're look thirty-eight to seven national championship. Georgia is gonna repeat. It looks like so good yeah. for them. 
not uh, not a not a lot of live reaction because uh, I think our reactions were dead for the most. Game's I mean, over was, the second quarter, so. I, yeah, I mean, I was I was pulling for TCU, but thirty-eight seven. That's whew. is what it is. All right, that's it for uh, BSB Week eighteen slash uh, end of the regular season slash championship week for us. I guess a week late. Uh, but shout out to Demar Hamlin. We kind of delayed it a week just to wait to see what we had you on there. So uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. See ya. We go to coast, coast. We go to coast, coast. TV time. Going. I got the top stories. You know they don't have to recognize Top five, get your mind right. Who's taking who on the sidelines? Alabama over to Atlanta. Louisiana to the mid-Atlanta. Bulls stay in Texas up to Philly. Came from Cali to the Winnie City. New York down to MIA. Where your game been is MIA. Sports Center, coast to coast. It's where you come when you want the most. Every city, every state and time. Get ready, we about to break it down.